today. Are you tired of living with stained and worn-out carpeting? Does the den look like bears spent the winter with you? Spring is here, and so is Empire Today's half-off-your-project sale starting now, but only for a limited time. Save 50% on a huge selection of carpet, hardwood, and laminate, standard padding and materials, and basic installation. Call the Empire Today half-off-your-project sale hotline now. 1-855-385-0681. Empire Today's free in-home estimates are easy and smart. Choose from high-quality flooring in the rooms where you'll use them with your lighting so you can see the color best. We'll do the measuring. You do the selecting and saving. But first, you must do the calling. Everyone loves the half-off-your-project sale. Even bears. Call the Empire Today special hotline. 1-855-385-0681. 1-855-385-0681. Empire Today. Select styles. Details at EmpireToday.com. Ah, ah, here we go. Another show. Um, today we're talking about intimacy and relationships, but before then, um, I just want to talk to you guys. Heard my new theme music. I chose that song. Um, by the way, it's Kelly Price. It's my time. Um, as I said in the first show, I've been going through like the past year, just feeling like I'm going through this new um, reinvention of myself. And initially, India Irie Just Do You was my theme song. Um, I heard this song. I know it's a little bit old, but I heard this song. And I was like, this is exactly how I'm feeling. So that's our new theme song, and I'm sure as I change and as I evolve, so will the theme song to this show. But um, coming up this week, Election Day, um, no matter what side of the aisle you find yourself on, um, I know midterm elections really is an election that most people kind of stay home on, but it's really, really important, um, regardless whether you're real. Republican, Democrat, or anywhere in between, it's important that you get out and let your voice be heard, um, especially for Democrat and pulling for my president, President Obama. He needs um, your help um, so that we can maintain control of the Senate and everything. We need people to get out, vote, and make your voice heard. You know, you have no right to complain about what's going on in the world today if you don't at least start with letting your voice be heard at the polls. Um, also, I hope everybody had a good weekend. I had um, a pretty good weekend. I didn't really do anything exciting. Um, those of you who follow me on Facebook know that I've been back in school for a couple of years, actually two classes away from completing my first degree, and I am saved math until the end, so I have two more math classes. Well, the class I'm in, and then I have statistics in the spring, then I graduate in May. And this was my very first weekend not having any algebra homework. So I didn't know what to do. Of course, I went shopping. I did, um, what else did I do? I relaxed. I, I was able to catch up on the show. We're actually booked now through most of December, actually. Um, and then I had the day to spend a full day at a workshop um, with some wonderful colleagues of mine. Um, Fab Five, they're out of Hampton Roads. I'm sure they're going to be coming to a city near you. They're doing like a, a beauty basics class, hair, makeup, um, some, of the, some of the basic things, but then some of the things that are really trendy and um, can actually help take you to the next level. And I just got reinvigorated um, for my industry. And it's good to just sit back. Um, I wasn't in front of the class teaching this time. I was actually able to sit back and learn a few things myself. So that is always enjoyable. So I, I pretty much had a really, really good um, weekend. But for the show, we have friends to the show's back. Actually, our second show that we had, which I believe was Finding Mr. and Mrs. Wright, we had uh, LaVon Holman and Kimberly Pitts, both out of Hampton Roads. Kimberly Pitts out of Chesapeake, Virginia, and LaVon Holman out of Virginia Beach, both certified life coaches and relationship experts. So they're going to be with us after this break. Um, anyone who wants to call in with a comment or a question, go ahead and call in now and get in that queue. 917-932-1078. Make sure that you press 1. That's going to put you in that special queue. 
Um, I'm actually not going to be using the chat on the website. So if you're going to, if you want to send me a question, send it through the Facebook um, event page. If you want to send a question for me to ask the experts, send it through there. Or better yet, just call in. We're all family, so no need to be shy. Call in. We're not going to bite you at 917-932-1078. Make sure that you press 1. Okay, so when we come back from this break, Kim and Lalonde are going to be on the line explaining to us about intimacy and how it's more than just sex. I thought it was the same thing. But when they get back, they're going to let me know that I was indeed incorrect. So you're listening to Let's Face It on the Survival Radio Network. I'm your host, Will Strayhorn, and we'll be right back. Cafe Atlanta, where desserts are created and you taste love. Looking to fill your sweet tooth? Do you have a special event or occasion you're planning? Give Cake Cafe Atlanta a call. Located at 368 Candler Road, Atlanta, Georgia, 30317. Open Monday to Saturday, 10 to 7 p.m. You can get the best in pies, cakes, cobblers, coffee, brownies, specialty popcorn, and more. Visit their website at www.cakecafeatlanta.com or give them a call at 404-284-0106. That's 404-284-0106. Call Cake Cafe Atlanta today. Looking for a cafe with a home-like appeal where all who enter feel like they are part of something? Visit My Coffee Shop, located in East Lake, Atlanta, Georgia. MCS has a full breakfast and lunch menu, offering both hot and cold options, and is home of the amazing basil lemonade. But don't forget their assortment of freshly brewed coffees. Come on by at 2462 Memorial Drive, Atlanta, Georgia, 30317. We're pretty sure my coffee shop at East Lake will become your coffee shop, too. Do you want to take your business to the next level? Ultimate Business Solutions provides the support you need to increase your customer base and sell more products and services online. Specializing in graphic arts, web development, and Internet marketing, Ultimate Business Solutions creates the face of your business. If you're looking for a custom logo, dynamic website, or popping marketing material, call Ultimate Business Solutions today at 404-704-2197 or visit www.ultimatebizsolutions.com. Ultimate Business Solutions. Let us create your future. Are you a recent graduate, a displaced professional, or a subject matter expert looking for an opportunity? Or maybe you're seeking to advance your career in information technology and cybersecurity. If so, then Lanier Data Assurance Solutions, Inc. is the company for you. Lanier is a professional services consulting firm located in Washington, D.C., Largo, Maryland, and Jacksonville, Florida. We are comprised of highly experienced, certified security professionals, as well as subject matter experts in the science of information security and privacy. Lanier has established a solid reputation for excellence by providing superior services to every client. This credible firm brings a wealth and expertise to the profession. If you are interested in knowledge work, excellent compensation, contract and travel options, contact Lanier Data Assurance Solutions today. Like us on Facebook to get real-time opportunity announcements at facebook.com forward slash Lanier, which is L-E-N-E-E-R, or call 301-476-1844. You can also email us at info at Lanier.net. Welcome back to Let's Face It. I'm your host, Will Strayhorn. And again, this evening we're discussing intimacy more than just sex. And I have in the studio with me Kimberly Pitts from Chesapeake, Virginia. How are you, Kim? Hello. I'm excellent. How are you guys doing tonight? I'm doing really good. We also have Mr. LaVon Holman from Virginia Beach. What's up, LaVon? Hey, hey. How y'all doing? Doing pretty good. 
Um, so we've been talking about this show ever, for actually a, a couple months since you guys did the first show. Um, yeah. And we're talking about intimacy more than just sex. And I can't really say that I'm 100% um, clear on what the difference is. So let's start by asking you that question. What's the difference between sex and intimacy? Okay. Kim? Okay, sure. I was just waiting for the bomb, but, yeah, I'll go. Um um, I would say the difference is um, pertaining to sex. You know, sex is just like a a physical um, act, of course, and it doesn't necessarily have to have a particular type of connection. But with intimacy, there's connection, there's touching. You know, you you know, you're you're spending time with the person. Um, you know, it just is. It's, it's a bit different, different because you value the person. Okay. And my thought on it is this, that intimacy and sex is different by this, the same uh, perspective as sex is a very natural, very biological urge that we get. And, and sometimes it, it has to be noted as something that really we don't have control over getting them, but we can have control over um exercising them. Uh, but intimacy is something that is should be noted as something much deeper. It has an emotional connection that we can share with people um, for a moment or a long period of time. And what I mean by that is that, you know, you can meet somebody on the street and give them a helping hand with a flat tire, and that is a... Um, a very temporary and very moment-by-moment moment, uh, connection with them, and they, the thanks that they have for you is a form of uh, intimacy. Hmm. Okay. okay. Did you have anything else to say to that, Kimberly? So, okay, so no. intimacy, there are platonic forms of intimacy, and then there are the romantic forms of intimacy. That's what you're saying, LaVon? Actually, yeah, I am. But we, I really have to keep the point that they are very distinctively different. Mm-hmm. Because in in coaching, when we have, when I have people that are going through relationship problems, the majority of the problems that they are fighting over which one is more important. And most of the time, for the man, the the sex is important, for, and for the woman, the intimacy is important. But when they understand the difference, they the balance comes in, and the you know the the intimacy is something that can be created, and they also can learn that they there can be intimacy without sex, and they and when they know the difference, then the argument is useless. It becomes something that you don't have to go through, and um, how we get through that is understanding the different levels of. Intimacy, because sex by sex alone is for pleasure. Uh, sex is for uh, pleasure alone and uh, procreation. And um, when we understand that as a whole, then of course the um, intimacy can be taught to be something that we exercise in a way that you you can just come home and and you know. Just bring a flower or something. Some people would say that was romantic, or just something as as simple as cleaning up, you know, for someone, or a uh, act of kindness. Uh, and it doesn't have to be with your mate. It can be intimacy can be with anybody, um, but it is in just a an emotional action that results from a act of kindness or a an act of generosity or of some sort like that. But, um, Kim, what do you think about that? Um, I think I think that you pretty much um, summed it up. I don't want to, like, expound too much on this particular one question because I think that, you know, we probably need to, you know, save some of the information for, for our future questions as well. Like, you know what I mean? I don't want to say, you know, too much on this one particular question when I think it is, sort of, you know, run into, some of the answers will sort of run into the upcoming questions. Okay. Well, 
Levon did say something that kind of tied into because we had a couple questions that were submitted through the website. Um, right. Levon had mentioned just a few seconds ago that you can't have intimacy without sex. So right. as far as um, ingredients for a healthy, balanced relationship, do you mm-hmm. feel that um, there can be a relationship that um, doesn't have both those ingredients? And I'm asking that because I'll read you the question that was submitted. Um, it says, my fiance's no, this other one. It says, I am diabetic and my wife has fibromyalgia. Mm-hmm. Due to my medication regimen, I suffer from erectile dysfunction. And most of the time, she is too uncomfortable for physical intercourse. How can we still have intimacy if often physical sex is not possible? We are deeply in love with each other but have trouble establishing intimacy. Jonathan T. So what do you have to say about that? So do you, I know you, you said you can have intimacy without sex, but in a relationship, can you have one of those ingredients missing and it still be a successful relationship? Yes, um, I believe so. I think that when, um, you know, there's some type of uh, medical um, condition that people may be um, experiencing, if they see that for some reason they cannot get past that, you know, particular type of dysfunction, I think that they may need to not concentrate, you know, on the actual act itself as far as intercourse. They may just need to, um, you know, concentrate on touching, you know, just touching, you know, one another, caressing one another, just building some some type of a bond, like, you know, talking, you know, just having, yeah, just having like, you know, intimate, um, you know, um, pillow talk. Not necessarily yeah. sex, but just, you know, pillow talk, just sharing time, um, you know, bonding with one another. Um, because intimacy is, is more so like a soul type of um, connection. It's not always physical. So I think um, and it may be hard for some couples to take the actual act of intercourse off of the table. But, again, when there is some type of medical discord going on, you know, some 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 type of dysfunction, then I think in that particular instance, you know, and it should be taken off, of, you know, of the table totally. Sometimes, you know, just through the bonding, then, you know, it's a, a um, um, you know, the male and the female may just have like a natural um response or like, you know, urge that just may come on its own or sometimes, you know, that that particular piece of it is just totally gone. So I don't think that in this particular situation that the actual intercourse should be focused on. Okay. What do you say, LeVon? Well, listening to the question, he, he, he asked how can they still have intimacy? And if the caller is uh, the question, if the person is listening, then the main focus should be on making sure they understand just that, that the intimacy is what they are after. Now, if he's if he's confused about intimacy and sex, then, again, we have to make sure that the answers go towards that. Because if he if he's uh, really concerned about the sex, because as a man, that's going to be a big issue, and erectile dysfunction is something that can be corrected, um, but again, in listening to the question, he says that sometimes she she feels uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. That the sexual issue has to be separated from the intimacy, and if they are willing to uh, get counseling or coaching, then that's something that can be really, uh, you know, it can be easily uh, accomplished by just saying, just talking about the things that really matter about achieving a way to combat those two issues. And in that caring for one another about those issues being taken care of, you will end up creating a form of intimacy. And, uh, again, that's why I say it's a it's really an emotional thing. And it can be, intimacy can be achieved through, uh, especially through problems, you know, where somebody is there for you. If I felt like you're there for me through my erectile dysfunction, that creates intimacy. If if she feels like he's there for her doing the uncomfortableness of having sex, then the intimacy is powerful enough to actually 
remove that mental uncomfortable, uncomfortableness. And that's how you can really hone in on in a coaching moment. And, you know, think conversations like this seems to be general or not that specific when we're giving these type of uh, answers. But in a coaching session, I believe that they would learn and achieve intimacy and know the difference with no problem. So, okay, so correct me if I'm wrong. This is to both of you. Okay. Number one, from Kim, am I hearing that, Okay, because I'm still trying to get my hands wrapped around my my mind my, my mind wrapped around it. So okay. intimacy, sex, you can have sex and it can be good, good and fine, and then it's over after that. But when you establish intimacy, that's kind of long standing. So far after the sex is going, intimacy is what will really sustain you in a relationship. Is that what I'm hearing? Right. So what I'm what I'm saying is being that there's a medical issue on the table, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. like you know for. For some people, even though they can um, pursue treatment and, you know, maybe get it or, you know, maybe not, you know, not even um, receive it. Like sometimes, you know, it's beyond, it goes beyond that. So so, so the intimacy, you know, could still be there. But sometimes, you know, just being honest, sometimes people cannot um, perform for whatever medical reason. And so to me, in this particular case, it sounded like, you know, this this question, you know, is sort of teetering on that, you know, is sort of borderlining on that, that maybe the actual intercourse itself needs to be taken off of the the table, you know, until the medical issue is um, addressed, you know, fully. Right. Um, because even though, you know, you can have closeness, you know, you can love, you know, one another and you can work on intimacy in that manner, and, of course, you know, you will have it, it doesn't always necessarily mean that it will bring on the, you know, erection, you know, in the right. man or, you know, or, you know, in the woman, like cause her, you know, to want to have sex when, you know, there's a there's a female problem going on. Right. You know, so that's the reason why, you know, I just, you know, indicated that they probably just need to concentrate on developing that, you know, touching, talking, um, you know, spending time with one another, um, you know, just just developing that soul connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Levine, you know, you until they can get the medical issue together. Right. And Levine, you had stated that um, to the effect that just for the man knowing that the the, the woman, his wife, was it, was it his wife? That his wife was there with him through that whole ordeal, that helps establish intimacy. So are you saying that trust Fullheartedly trusting someone is a part of developing intimacy. That's to both of you. Is that a part of developing fully trusting the other person? Well, I wouldn't. Yeah, I would, I would say uh, that they have a small I would put it on in the level of trust. I would just say that the intimacy is being created because of the care, the nature mm-hmm. of caring. So now, but even in this, you know, we are still, you know, I know I would still be trying to establish with them that you must keep the difference different because in intimacy, no matter what it is, it could just be sitting around with each other um, looking at a, at a movie. It doesn't have to be uh, something that is uh, per se in the form of foreplay uh, of any sort, but it has to be some known that they are different. The reason why mm-hmm. it's still a the reason why it's a topic today is because most people think that they are the same intimacy and sex. Right, 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 and, right. And, and that's the very reason why we're having this show because we have to put it out there that they are not the same, right. even though they they are uh, needed in the relationship. And my summation of it all is that we need both of them, and they are both important, but for different mm-hmm. reasons. And when when you have a natural urge for sex that just came on you, like, for, for instance, women, they can ovulate and, and, and have a uh, urge for sex. That wasn't because of no intimacy. Mm-hmm. It was just because of the way we were created. The sexual organs came with that. So when you have that biological need you have to make sure 
that you understand that was something that is going to be needed to to be satisfied, whether it be through intimacy or not. It's still something that you would desire to have satisfied. And with that said, you know, we we have people that will continue to argue the point. And like I always say, we live the truth, but we can believe the lie. The lies that they're the same. The truth is that they're different. And the reason why uh, relationships either succeed or fail is when either through arguments or through just straight counseling and coaching, we end up finding out that they are different and know how to handle them differently. Well, we have a caller on the line. We have Mary Joy calling in from Memphis. Welcome to the show, Mary Joy. How are you? I'm just wonderful. How are you? I'm Mary Joy. Hello? What's your comment? What calls you? What makes you call in? Because of the question the young man called in and said about him and his wife's situation, their condition, I mm-hmm. want to come. When the when the young man said he loved his wife and his wife loved him, I I think that they should get together and pray and stand in the gap for one another and name mm-hmm. and claim that in their relationship when they be intimate or when they have sex as a married couple, that, that God would intervene on their behalf where they can satisfy each other. And I believe that God that I serve got the power to to move in this situation. Yes, he does. Yes, and he does. I, I think you should pray because uh, prayer is a powerful weapon. It's a powerful weapon. When everything else fails, you can always pray and lean on God and ask him to work things out for you. And if you believe it and you name it, you claim it, I, I, I believe he'll do it. I believe it's there for the action. You're right. You're right. But thank you so much for calling in. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you. Thanks. So, I know, um, Kim and Levon Bo, you, you guys said that there's certain stages to um, of intimacy, right? And, and I'll start with Kim. I do want to hear from you, Levon, but I know Kim had presented that the, the, her stages for development. What were they, Kim? Kim, my sharing. Okay. Um, there are basically four basic stages. Um, the first one is your casual um, discussion. Your second is your learning and your sharing. Wait, wait, your... So, so are you going to explain each one? Yes. Okay. Okay. And then your third is trusting, and then your last is is, is your liberation. Okay, so let's just talk about the first one, your casual um, discussion. This is during the time when you're actually – um, I would say meeting someone for the first time, and mm-hmm. you're just you know learning about one another. Okay. I'm sorry. Hold on one second. I'm sorry. Okay, and so you're you're can can you hear me? Yeah, I can. Mm-hmm. And so so you're learning about um, one another. It's it's um, all the information. Is very very superficial, okay. So this is like any type of information that you guys would exchange during the first few um, times that you encounter one another. Okay. Okay. Then you move into your learning and your sharing, and so this is when you provide information about what each of you expects in a um, um, relationship. Um, you know what you like, what you don't like. And this is where you also, you know, share your hopes and your dreams and your aspirations. Okay? And so what, this is what's the time frame for that. Um share too much say, too soon to scare somebody. Um <laughs> I would say probably I don't want to put a time frame on it, you know, because everybody is like, you know, totally different. different. There are some people that right. connect. Yeah, there are some people that connect right away and then, you know, there are, you know, some people that take, you know, a a little bit longer. So I would say, you know, when whenever you feel comfortable, you know, that that's when you, you know, you slowly, you know, sort of gradually move on. And so this sort of builds on your um uh intimacy because you're building trust also. Okay. 
So, and which trust is your third? So when you get to your third step, your trusting is like when you are really, really, really trusting the person where you have the ability to share, like, you know, your secrets, all your concerns, and then you have no no judgments. You're just totally sharing all your thoughts, all your ideas, everything. And then you're not concerned about, yeah, you're not, you know, concerned about, you know, if the person, you know, is you know, looking at you sideways or anything because you're you're at this level now. And then your last level level is like your um uh liberation where you're like free, you are totally like, you know, free, like, you know, to be yourself with one another. There's, you know, no type of false pretense or, you know, anything like, you know, not not trying to be funny or anything, but you know how sometimes like, you know, when you're dating somebody or like, you know, you're getting to know them. You're at a point like where you 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 are afraid to even poop, you know, around them. Like you know, you're <laughs> yeah. afraid to do. Okay. You're afraid okay. to do, you know, know things exactly that are like natural. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Like you know, you're afraid right. to do things that are like natural, even like burp, you know. But like yeah. you know, at your liberation, you know basically everything. You know their likes, their dislikes. You know how many children they want to have. You know what foods they like. You know, like you know, what's their you know. um um, you know, uh, business um, affiliations with right. their um, religion, you know, things of all that nature. So th- this is your liberation state. So once you get to there, then you really have created a strong sense of intimacy because you built on that, um, because you built on that, like, that solid type of foundation. So, like, right. once you get here, you know, it should be like a strong, unbreakable bond. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And is this usually the period when we're talking marriage and all that? Um, I would say this will probably go from dating, dating through marriage, yeah. So, like, you know, at a point, yeah, like, you know, you should be married, (laughs) you know. But this, you know, but I'm trying to capture everybody, like, you know, the singles, the couples, and the married couples, yeah. Right. And what about you, LeVon? What do you say as far as the the stages, your, your, your... idea of the different stages of intimacy? Well, like I said, I keep on different intimacy and sex. And when you're dealing with uh, traditional teachings versus modern, you have to accept the realities of this world we're living in. And then that said, that you have people today that are, that are, I tell them that there are placement categories. And the placement categories of any type of dating, because I want it to be known that dating should be be known to everybody listening and as we go forward, is that dating is a process of getting to know somebody as well as that person getting to know you. And like my Angelo said, when somebody shows you who they are, believe them. The but that was the, that's an important part of knowing where to place them. So if, if somebody that you find out, and, and I'll say these placement categories should be the first being that this is the position of no. This is a no placement. Mm-hmm. You should not even be involved with this person. And normally I would say hell no, but we're on radio, but I said it anyway. <laughs> the placement, this is the no placement category. Okay. Then you have the the friend placement category. Then you have the, and I'm going to explain, then you have the convenience placement category, and then you have the commitment placement category. And in each one of these categories, they are important to understand that there's a time that you can find out something about somebody and switch. Now, as far as each category goes, you find out what you need to find out, and the and the person is finding out what they need to find out about you. And you shouldn't be surprised if you get placed in a no category or a friend category. And and when you go into it knowing that this is what you're trying to trying to do, you have less results of failures and more right. of this. This is just my process. And 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 when people get into the and, and you know I have a different belief with Kim on the trust. Thing because I believe that we are not to trust 
in another person. I believe that we have hope and belief in people. But distrust is only something that you end up saying after you know that trust shouldn't have been given. Like if somebody say, I don't trust that person anymore. Well, if you had went in and went not without the trust from the beginning, you wouldn't be dealing with the same issues. You would have just been dealing with the process. And I say to anybody listening that when you go through this, and when you when you are, are trying to find out how far you should go with someone, those mm-hmm. categories are important for you to know where you're placing these people. Because today, traditionally thinking that you know you just should have you're going to have sex after you get married, uh, that's not going to uh, be something that everybody do nowadays. People are, are having sex with toys. They're masturbating. They're having sex with uh, multiple partners, they are having sex with uh, same sex. People are, are having sex, period. They're having it for pleasure. They're having it for convenience. They're having it for you know, in commitments. They're having it in marriage. So with that said, if we're going to discuss it, we got to discuss that knowing that this is also happening. So a whole conglomerate of all of that going on, then we have to know that there is going to be intimacy issues because not everybody is having sex to create intimacy. Some people are only having sex to answer the pleasure. And whatever we feel, you know, the people that that judge these people like that, they just have that way of thinking because whatever they were taught, raised, you know, how they were raised or whatever, um, they just believe that that's not the way that it should be done. But we can't control that. We can't stop it. So the answer is to help them, help them in how to make sure that you are not catching a disease in this process, how you are not uh, missing out on a future where if you, you know, like, like I uh, taught my daughters, the number one thing that you should be concerned about, especially with a relationship with God, is God and your future. Who you should marry and who you should have sex with, that's all included in that, that trust in him and what, what he would end up leading you to. The mistakes are... So, uh, Go ahead. I, I think I'm a little confused. So are you saying that at what part should you start trusting the person or you should never trust the person? It sounds to me like you're saying you should go into it with your guards up. That's what I'm kind of grasping on to. Is that what you're saying? Well, well, I'm saying this. With the fact that we know uh-huh. disappointment happens to everyone on right. whatever level, uh-huh. trust with the mentality of people today makes them think that they will not be or should not be disappointed. Now, I'll ask you, have you ever been disappointed by your mate? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Now, did your trust level drop because of the disappointment? Temporarily. Right. Well, my thing is, if you had thought that, if you went in and knowing that this your, your uh, mate would disappoint you or that you... If, if we want to, if, if I put it out spiritually, it'll be using the scripture Jeremiah seventeen five. Mm-hmm. I said, "Curse is the man that trusts a man." The word "curse" means it absolutely means correction or punishment, discipline or punishment. Well, the deal is what we have to understand is what is the punishment? The punishment is the disappointment, the letdown. But if we went in knowing that the pop, the person will and has the ability to disappoint me or let me down as much as I will do to her or him, then what we go into is a open and understanding of this is just the way it is and not expecting something else. Because most people that I say this to, they'll say, well, I believe that you should just trust until somebody shows that they, they that they can't be trusted. Mm-hmm. Well, just can can I chime in for a second? Yeah, go ahead. Um, okay. 
The reason why um, Levon and I have opposing views on this, you know, particular um, area, and I'm just going to, you know, be brief about it. Um, you know, he's 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 right. We do have um, opposing views about trust. My thing is, I feel like you should trust everyone until they give you gives you a reason to not trust them. You know, until they give you a reason not to, because. For 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 me, why would I want to? Well, who, won't, who won't give you a reason to sooner or later? No, I'm saying, you know, I'm I'm saying, why would I want to enter a relationship um, immediately with my guard up? Because disappointment comes a dime a dozen. So someone can disappoint you over like any other, like you know, over any uh, reason, any particular subject, you know, anything. So. Um, you know, and then and then you know, and then trust you know comes along with it. But I'm not going to go into any type of relationship, friendship, distrusting a person because to me, um, to me that's 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 saying that you are expecting someone to hurt you. You are expecting for your friendship or your um relationship to fail. And so, well, like I, you I know, for me, I say go in with the reality. Reality of someone. Not not just some just just period just the fact yeah. that it will I asked uh, Will as he or his mate is the point mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah it's gonna happen that's the reality of course that's, that's I, so I not, just trans I translate that course. just to saying that you go in with your eyes with your eyes wide open well, and that's not expecting that's it, 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 it that's definitely not expecting it or. The the way I disagree with it is I I feel the same way pretty much like Kim says. I wouldn't go in with that. Why waste your time going in with your guards up? Um, But you should definitely go in with your eyes open. Right. Especially in the beginning. beginning. You're saying saying with your guard up. My guard, why would your guard be up when you already know the possibility of someone disappointing you? It's kind of like where um, if we if we use anything scriptural wise, these are new. Uh, uh, um, oh boy, was going to just betray him, right? And still watch the street, right? Okay. He went in knowing that. Mm-hmm. Still was able to show him love and everything. There wasn't no distrust. There wasn't no guard up. Okay. It was just. What it was and what I I was going to end up telling everybody is that it's emotional intelligence. It causes you to have the ability to accept everything that could possibly happen before it happens. And that way, when you do have a moment of disappointment, it doesn't affect you as it would without having that thought. Emotional intelligence brings you to a level where even your pet peeves are, are disappear, mm-hmm. and that's where you end up. It's, and it definitely has to um, start with it, because in 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 sharing these things of your secrets and wanting to build what you call trust, and I know one hundred percent that it is known that you should expect, and I write this too. You should expect anything that you share with somebody else to be shared with another person. So don't say anything that you wouldn't. And like when I coach people about sharing things, there's only there's certain things that only supposed to be confessed to your creator. And then the only time that I believe, especially in a sexual relationship, is that the things that you should uh, share with someone about your past is if it's Still your present. If you if you if you're still doing something, then you should share it. But if you if you're no longer doing something, especially if it's negative about your past, then what you're doing you're taking a big risk of this person forgiveness level. Hey, I know, I, I'm 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 inclined to agree with you on that part. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so or unless there's something that can harm them. Yeah, it, it can it can harm them, and it can put them in a position where they can't they can't even get rid of it. Right. I, right. I coach people that 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 hold forgiveness against dead people over thirty years, but the whole deal is I understand that something was told to them 
or show to them that it's still a memory that they either want to hold on to, and some people hold on to it for control reasons, some people hold on to it because they don't have any of it. But the main thing is teaching emotional intelligence is important, and the intimacy level uh, also will include forgiveness. Mm. And with distrust with, well. with and trust, being that they are actually things that go together by one following the other, automatically, we, we actually, the definition of trust actually means to put total confidence in something or someone that does not have the ability to fail you. What human being can have that? Okay. Okay. Let's just, as far as that part, we're going to just agree to disagree. Right. Move forward because we're kind of coming down to the time. But um, I do have another question that was submitted, but I want to ask you first. So we've talked about ways that we can go ahead and we can establish that intimacy with the caressing, the touching, um, the conversation, um, the different stages of that intimacy. What happens, especially like in long-term relationships, what happens when the spark fades in a relationship? What can be done to reignite that intimacy that's lost? Um, I would say, like, you know, just do what you did from the beginning. Like, you know, in your dating stage, everything that you have done from the beginning to get a, you know, to get a person is the same thing that you have to do to keep a person. Keep. Of course, you know, that's yeah. the same old adage, but but exactly. it's true, you know. So basically you can date them, like, you know, be spontaneous, leave, you know, little notes, um, you know, yeah. around the house, um, you know, play with one another, um, like, you know, plan like a date night. You know, it's just different things to spice it up. You know, Why just do you think people don't get that? Mm-hmm. That's not even the first time that I've heard that. It's not the first time I'm sure anybody in a relationship has ever heard. Yeah. Why do you think it's so hard to actually do though? I think well, that I think. because people pe- people get really really comfortable with their mate and they feel like oh well you know because I have them now I don't you know have to do anything more. But but yeah you do you do have to you know do different things you know plan plan little um, outings you know or you know even have a date night in. But you do have to keep those little things alive to keep the relationship living and breathing and to keep it fresh. Right. What were you saying, LaVon? Well, I think that uh, even in that, you, the, the date nights and the things like that, that's, that's important. But overall, if you, if something is lost, you got to find out what is causing it to be lost. And sometimes it's not even the date, the dating. Sometimes it's just people are dealing with issues, anger, anger issues, unforgiveness issues. And, you know, as Kim gave one side of the story, I, I'm always going to try to give another outlook on it because with, with coaching, you have to make sure that that's something that is proposed on both sides of the story. If you are someone that has lost some this this um, this thing in here, you have to make sure that personally you deal with why. Why is it still, or why are you still mad over this person not taking the trash out? Mm. Why, why are you still mad over um, this person that you, uh, you know, well, we'll, 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 I go as deep as somebody cheated on someone. But you took them back, and you you basically said that you were going to forgive them. Okay. You're still struggling with that. Yeah. Tears don't matter as much as it is um, what you do to sustain the or get rid of the things that cause the love to be lost. Mm-hmm. Because I can date you all. I can continue to do all kinds of date nights and still hold some things against you. Right. It's, it's, it's people that's dealing with that right now. It's a, it's a reality. But overall, if we can get people to start getting into a real focus of conversations like what we're doing right now, the need for shows like this is important because the reality of a, uh, a show where we continue to put out different things really hone into, please, 
give in to forgiving. Please give in to softening your heart. Please give in to these are the things that will help you to stay in a relationship after years and years of it. Because when I talk to older couples, the, the number one thing that, you know, they, they'll talk about, to a lot of them, they're not having sex anymore. Mm-hmm. They are they are living a life where they, one, they might even be living in the other room. But they are respecting the fact that they are still married and they're holding on to it because of that that uh, mutual uh, moral that they have about it, that, that they shouldn't get divorced. But they, they're they so unhappy. Mm-hmm. I think also mm-hmm. with that situation, one of, and, and for me, I, I've been in my relationship for 15 years, and I think still for me it's a challenge to appear um, vulnerable. And I think that in relationships you really have a, to have to, a certain comfortability with not being afraid to be vulnerable and expressing yourself, all the concerns that you have about the relationship, especially if you want it to continue. Um, mm-hmm. exactly. I do want to ask exactly. these two questions. What were you saying? Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to ask two questions. What were you going to say in response to that? Well, I, I, I really believe that when we get into um, the the ability, you and then and have that problem more so than women. But the the issue is why? And, yeah. you know, it can go as deep as, you know, growing up and your mom, you you, you hurt your knee and your mom says, don't you cry, boys. Suck boys. it up. Suck it up. Exactly. Exactly. So, exactly. So, so that just raised on into this, this age now, and then you really want to cry or you really want to just say what's hurting you, but... You right. feel like you can't because of the teaching. Okay, let me ask these that, two questions. It's two situations that were submitted. My boyfriend and I broke up for a year over infidelity. I'm not sure whose part it was on, but over infidelity and reunited when his grandfather passed away. We love each mm-hmm. other but are having trouble reconnecting intimately. How can we restore intimacy that was ruined by infidelity? J.W. from Reston, Virginia. Now, now, me personally, I believe that um, there's no quick answer for that, especially right now. So uh, I offer coaching, but the number one thing I know that would have to happen is you have to deal with the, the levels of forgiveness. And there, there are levels that, that will reach all the way up to total forgiveness. But that that total forgiveness cannot happen until you deal with the infidelity as a thing of what what was it for? Because there's a reason why uh, someone cheats. Uh, well, Sometimes. Yeah, for one reason, a man cheats for another reason. But yeah. I think that they get to a level of total forgiveness through help help from others, counselors, coaches, but they'll get to that total forgiveness by communicating why it happened. Yeah, I think think, think that um, before they go to the level of a coach or a counselor, they probably, you know, really need to sit down and just be honest because sometimes you have to go back to whatever the incident was that caused the breakup, you know what I mean? Just, you know, go to the root of the issue. Like many times people think um, think and believe that because, like, you know, years have passed or, like, you know, a certain amount of time, you you know, have passed, they feel like one, you know, one or or the other person, you know, should just, like, you know, forget about it. Well, you know, that's done, you know, that's the past. But, no, you know, sometimes, well, I know for women, I know for me, you know, I have to – talk about it. So even if I don't get, you know, all of the answers that, you know, that that I may be seeking, I still need to talk about it and probably get whatever I need to get off of my chest and then ask questions. You know, because we we ask people, you know, you know whether or not someone will actually give you the, you know, the truth versus of just giving you an answer or not not even giving you any answer at all. 
But um, in response to what LaVon was saying about, you know, there's a reason why people cheat. No, not not necessarily. Sometimes people cheat just because they can. You know, so I would say in this particular area, too, you know, we can just, you know, agree to disagree. Because agree, some people, no, no, not necessarily. Like, you know, some people cheat for, um, you know, maybe sex. Like maybe they're not, you know, they, they feel like they're not getting enough sex from their partner. Sometimes people cheat because they feel like they're not getting the type of support, you know, whether it's, um, well, like um, uh, a, um, emotional support. Or, you know, maybe, you know, someone, you know, wants to, like, you know, leave their job or maybe, like, start their own business, you know, and they feel like their partner isn't, um, you know, supportive in that nature. But then you really, truly do have people who who are just grimy. You know, they'll just cheat just because just because they can. Just, you know what I mean? Just just because they, right. they, they can. They're... Their their wives or their husband or their boyfriend or, or you know or their girlfriend could be perfect, you know everything could be going well, you know sex could be going well, you know you know they could be caring, cook clean everything. You have some people out here who are just grimy, you know, and that is just the bottom line to it. That that that's just what it is. It's not always you know a reason, you know, unless the person them themselves may like have some self esteem issues, you know, and they're out, you know, looking for someone who can stroke their ego. You know, but that's yeah, basically yeah, you just you just gave yeah. all reasons. So <laughs> I, I agree with you in all your reasons. But the people But yeah. That, yeah, but sometimes people, people are, do it just because they can. The people mm-hmm. that are listening they, they we we're honing in on the fact that they are, when you get down to the reason, even if the person is grimy then you have right. to make a after that. If that's their reason, you still have to make a decision after that. Because of course, uh, I yeah. want to say that you people should stay together. Especially I'm not saying to stay together. We were talking about the reasons. I don't mean staying together. I'm just saying, like <laughs> we were talking about the reasons. I'm not saying that I'm gonna stay with somebody. Yeah. <laughs> you said I'm saying you just talking about the reason. You were without without a reason, but you gave. A whole yeah. Yeah, because some people do do it without a reason. There's not always a reason for someone to cheat. If 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 a male or a woman is like being totally totally honest, like you know out like you know outside of everything else, you know some of them will come out and tell you that they did it just because they could. The person looked good to them. You know they just wanted to. You know I don't want to use I don't want to use the slang, but you know they'll just say, oh well, you know I did it because the person looked you know, good to me, and I was able to, so I did. It's not necessarily always a reason behind it, but I'm not saying to accept it. I'm not saying to stay with the person. No. Mm-mm. Right, right, right. Well, our time is up. I want to thank you, too, for um, coming back on the show, and I can't wait to have you guys on again. Um, are there any final words you want to say? Time is really winding down. Got away from us, but... um. You guys gave us some good information, I'm sure. Um, for our next series, we'll come up with another important issue, dealing with relationships. Um, anything you guys want to say before we say bye to you? Yeah, um, I, I would let everybody okay. know um, that uh, calling in to the show, we also want people to um, contact Will, and Will will have information on a lesson plan dealing with this today's topic to y'all. Uh, I'm LeVon Holman. My number is 757-639-2055. Okay, also on the I... website under the friends. You guys yeah. are also on the website under the friends to the show with your contact information. Oh, okay, okay great. Yeah, That's of course you're Okay, so I need you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Good night, all. So, good night. So, good night. coming up on next week's show, um, very controversial topic to say that this subject is uh, what controversial topic would be an immense understatement. We're talking about being gay and Christian, what the Bible really says about homosexuality. From a Christian viewpoint, homosexuality is confusing as the term homosexuality really didn't even start until 1860. So um, my guest next week will show how crucial it is to reconcile our feelings about homosexuality.
so that we can reconcile our families and our nation. We have Christopher Bush Winston. He is the founder of Open Arms Ministry in the Hampton Roads area of Virginia, an ordained minister in the Affirming Pentecostal Church International. We have Melissa Smith Jenkins. She's a member and evangelist at the Great Awakening United Church of Christ in Portsmouth, Virginia. And then we have Mr. Pastor, excuse me, Darren W. Felt of Bethel Christian Church in Washington, D.C., where the vision of this church is to see lives transformed and reconciled to Christ. Pastor Felt and the Bethel Christian Church, the member of the Fellowship of Affirming Ministries, where Bishop Yvette Flunder is the presiding prelate. So join us and join in as we discuss some of the clobber passages like Leviticus 18 and 22, Deuteronomy 23, 7, I want to thank my guest, LaVon Holman, Tim Kitt, and I am your host, Will Strayhorn. Let's face it, in life you're going to be faced with many choices, but the most important choice, choice you will ever make is when you choose to be bold, be beautiful. Make the choice to be you. Until next time, meet me here. Email us. Thank you for listening to Let's Face It with Will Strayhorn and friends on the Survival Radio Network. Please be sure to visit us on the web often at letsfaceitradio.com for the latest in show information, including upcoming shows, special guests, spotlight interviews, as well as exciting, innovative ways that you can be part of the show. So tune in next week for real people, real topics, real talk. Let's face it.